Ronald Darby enters the 2020 season here for this Denver Broncos football team, and he is coming in as an underrated player in the eyes of many in Broncos country. Why might he be in line for one of his best seasons yet as a pro? You get that and much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Happy Friday. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos analyst for Mile High Sports, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. He's the site expert at PredominantlyOrange.com. Both of us also cover the Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Broncos country, thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, whether it's here on YouTube and beautiful 1080p for 4K high definition, or whether you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, we appreciate you so much for taking time out of your day every day to listen to us talk all things, Denver Broncos news, content coverage, and more all year long, because for the true fan, there is never an off season. Sarah, my friend, hey, yesterday's episode of the show, we got to break down our expectations profile series on Patrick Sertan the second today we get a focus on his counterpart just opposite of him in Ronald Darby and I tell you what I'm very excited about this but let's take a look back at Ronald Darby's first season as a Denver Bronco and obviously I think a lot of things too we go back to that week one game he played in 11 games for the Broncos this past season and he suffered a completely meaningless injury in a time where he should have never been in the game week one against the New York Giants pulled his hamstring, and obviously had to go on IR after that. It was one of those situations where Vic Fangio, I think, wanted to preserve, didn't want the you know New York Giants to score even a garbage-time touchdown in a game that was already won. Unfortunately, it cost Ronald Darby some games there, which I felt like was a big blow for him, but it also accelerated Patrick Sertan getting inserted into the starting lineup on the outside a little earlier. It did. So I guess in some ways we could look at it as a busting in disguise or, you know, whatever you want to look at. I hate when guys get injured. I mean, you never want to see, you know, players get onto the field that way. But you're absolutely right. It did pave the way for PS2. So in a way, it worked out well for the Denver Broncos. And I think going into last season, that was kind of the book on Ronald Darby anyway. Right. His time with Buffalo and Philadelphia, he, he had issues with injuries. And then in Washington, he was able to play every game in 2020 and every Everyone's like, oh, dang, well, hopefully he's turned that corner. I think I don't I don't necessarily think that this had anything to do with being injury prone. I mean, freak injuries do happen in the NFL. So but you love to see the way that he did play when he was healthy, right? Like you mentioned, 11 games, he played pretty well for the Denver Broncos. He didn't have any takeaways, which you love to see the takeaways, the interceptions. That's the that's the holy grail for, for defensive backs. But he did have six passes defense. And I think what's really important here is that he only allowed 54.3 completion percentage when he was targeted. So those are the really important stats in terms of coverage. Are you, are you getting the ball out at least when it's coming your direction? And then when the ball is, coming your direction how often does it get completed i feel like 54.3 percent is pretty dang low for a corner any corner in today's nfl and just so everybody knows you're watching out for ronald darby this season he's gonna be rocking a different number so 21 is now kwan williams ronald darby is switching to number 23 so he's gonna be rocking a different number obviously 23 cody one of my favorite sports numbers of all time near and dear to mine and a lot of others hearts so ronald darby i like the switch i love the jersey number switch it's 
good vibes for me, Cody. And I think he's going to bring it this season as well. You know, one thing that stood out to me on film when watching Ronald Derby, going back and watching all the games on my iPad that I have there, the thing that stood out to me just he's always seems to be in good position. We talk about technician. You know, you could also make the argument that he's probably the fastest. I think PS2 and him are very fast. I mean, PS2 was clocked at 22 miles an hour on his interception return of, of Justin Herbert in that game where the Broncos beat the Chargers in Denver. Ronald Darby is also very, very fast and would cover a lot of the faster receivers. But one thing I noticed last year, he kind of shifted into a role where he'd also cover, I think, the more sizable wide receivers. And we've seen him do this as well. Going back to his time with the Washington Commanders, he would cover the tall guys like the T. Higgins of the world uh, back when they played when he was a commander at that point. And you see that dynamic here with Denver. And look, I think when healthy, he's one of those guys that you mentioned. I mean, a 54% completion percentage. That is pretty good. That is very good. That is in the good level of the NFL here. I think that he can get better here and I think that he can be utilized a lot more differently by a zero ever. I mean, we talk about the Broncos guys that they have at cornerbacks there. I mean, we're still trying to figure out, hey, what's going to happen with Michael Ojemudia? Where's his role going to be? Because he played really well on the outside in that regular season finale against the Kansas City Chiefs. Denver's going to have to find a way to get Ojemudi onto the field. But how can you do that while, without having to sacrifice your two-man lineup with Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertan II? That's a question we'll pose about Ajiro Evro down the stretch here in a future episode here on Lockdown Broncos. But, you know, another thing that he was really good at, Sarah, we talk about it all the time as cornerbacks. What was something that Vic Fangio wanted guys to be able to do at cornerback? He wanted them to be able to tackle, and he only missed two tackles last season. That is very very efficient. Now, granted, he played in 11 games. It started in 11 games. The sample size might be a little bit smaller, but the fact he only missed two tackles through 11 games is very impressive because if you ever played the sport of football, if you ever played cornerback, hey, sometimes you get juked out a couple times by a, a running back or a guy or a quarterback sometimes because you just never know what can happen. So he's got very good discipline, very good footwork. He understands how to attack at the top of a stem, you know, especially if a wide receiver is attacking vertically and then tries to break across. That's one thing I noticed against he and Mike Williams and even Keenan Allen when they played in those matchups against the Chargers last season in Denver. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that in that road game because Kyle Fuller got torched by Mike Williams in that game. It was bad, bad memories, I think, for all of us here in Broncos country. But tell you what, with what we saw on the tape here for Ronald Darby, Sarah, I think that he can be even better this upcoming season, which is a good thing. I felt like he had a good season last year in his first stint with Denver. I do too. I really think he was a good free agent acquisition, especially when we talked about in the Patrick Sertan episode, how much are these guys getting paid nowadays? You get Ronald Darby for three years, $30 million. Obviously he's now entering year two of that contract. So the Broncos do have, they have high expectations of this guy. They're paying him quite a bit of money. It's not, you know, top five cornerback money, but at the same time, they're paying him quite a bit of money out there. And so I think the expectation has to be for him to play at a cornerback one level. We we all know that PS2 is cornerback one on this Denver Broncos team, but financially speaking, I mean, Ronald Darby's the, 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 the biggest weight is on his shoulders in terms of the financially speaking at the cornerback position. So I think the Broncos are expecting a lot from him. I think he's going to give a lot, Cody. I think what we've been talking about here, he's just a really well-rounded overall cornerback. And I think that you can rely on him to do a lot of things. He's not a big, like at least from what I've seen, he doesn't seem like a big rah-rah guy. He doesn't seem like a big trash talker out there. Maybe he, 
he is, but he seems like a guy that goes about his job really quietly, really effectively, really efficiently. He plays fast. He's very smart. He's very instinctive and he's physical. And that physicality has gotten him into trouble a few times in his career with injuries. But at the same time, I think you'd rather take a guy at the cornerback position that has that aggressive mindset, aggressive mentality, and Ronald Darby brings that to the table. We'll, we'll see how it plays out in 2022. I think the, the, the combination that the Broncos have between him and Patrick Sertan, that's got to be one of the best duos of starting corners in the league, and I think that gets people excited. And I think that can take off even more this upcoming season. And that's going to lead us into our conversation as to what maybe his role will be on the defense here in 2022. You get to that Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.net. And our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information this season. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. As we continue on on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, what's going to happy Friday, Broncos country, wherever you are at. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. If you haven't done so already, please build that into your daily habits because I tell you what, when you need objective Denver Broncos news content coverage, this is the place to be every single day all year long because for the true fan, there is never an offseason. Sarah, talking about our expectation series here for Ronald Darby entering his second season as a Broncos cornerback and a very impressive 11-game start for him last season. I liked what I saw on the tape from him, and I think that the Broncos and the Giro Evero are going to be very excited about being able to work with all these guys that have such different skill sets and how they can apply it to different personnel packages. What does that mean for Ronald Darby, though? I think is a great question here. I think that he will be, obviously, the cornerback opposite of Patrick Sertan II when we project the Broncos starters and base. Ronald Darby and Patrick Sertan the second. Those should be the two guys that line up on the outside, and I don't think that you're going to get dispute from anybody on that there. But the one thing I have is a question. Like, if he can remain uh, healthy this upcoming season, he has a chance to see, I think, more volume, more targets from opposing quarterbacks. If PS2 continues to play the way that we maybe expect him to play and how he can grow here in year two, if he becomes a legitimate shutdown corner, which in today's day and age in the NFL, it is so hard to find shutdown guys because all the rules that favor the offensive side of the ball. If PS2 starts making it to where teams don't want to target his side, that means that Ronald Darby and K1 Williams will see a lot more targets this upcoming season. And as we talked about in 2021, no interceptions for Darby. He had some opportunities, uh, but he had six passes defensed. I think he can turn a lot of those opportunities into some takeaways, which ultimately, if that's the case, it goes to show that the Broncos and George Payton's investment in him was definitely worth it. I think so too, Cody. And you look back at his career historically, I mean, the takeaways haven't always been there for him. Like he's made plenty of plays on the ball, but interceptions have seemingly been hard to come by. As a matter of fact, I, over the last two seasons, we, we noted, we noted this in the previous segment. He played all 16 games for Washington back in 2020. He had zero interceptions in 2020 as well, Cody. So his last interception came 
in the 2019 season when he was a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. And before that, I mean, he he had another season in Buffalo with zero interceptions as well. So it's 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 something that I think you you wonder like, is he not getting the ball thrown his way a lot? Does he struggle to catch interceptions? We didn't see that in Denver last year, in my opinion, at least not that I remember. I don't remember no. saying, "Dang, like Ronald Darby should have caught that ball." No, but I, I think that that's definitely something that you mentioned that I think we're going to see a lot this year is teams are going to shy away from going Patrick Sertan's direction and they're going to have to throw the ball at Ronald Darby, which just means that all the things that we mentioned in segment one, all the things that he's good at, he's going to have to do the same thing that we talked about with Patrick Sertan and get continually better and better. Look, Ronald Darby is a he's a veteran at this point of this Broncos team for sure. He's 28 years old, Cody, and I think going into this season, this has to be the best football that he's ever played as a professional. It just has to be. The Broncos need that from him because Patrick Sertan can't shoulder that entire workload of, of saying, okay, we well, he's a rookie. He's got to slip up at some point, right? Well, he proved that he's not going to slip up. He's only going to get better. So now Darby, the pressure is on in a big way. How he responds to that, I think is going to be absolutely critical. He's going to get more chances to take the ball away. He's going to get more opportunities to make plays on the ball. He's going to get more uh, more run plays coming his direction because I think Patrick Sertan is going to be improved in that area as well of his game. So there's going to be so many chances for Darby to get involved. And I think, like you mentioned in the show notes here, he's going to match up. And you mentioned this in segment one as well against those bigger receivers because the Broncos know he's got one of the better combinations at this position league-wide of size and speed. Yeah, and I think that plays really well into maybe his play style, which I, I'm very curious to see what Christian Parker and Azuro Avril scheme up for Darby. You know, for certain situations too, just as you were describing teams kind of going a little bit away from PS2, you know, the place that they can go, they can attack the other side or they can try to attack the middle of the field, which, hey, okay, now you're trying to throw in coverage against Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson. Okay, I like the Broncos' possibilities here for more takeaways, which has been preached upon by Azuro Avril and this coaching staff defensively, we need to find a way to take the ball away at a higher rate. And obviously come from an L.A. Rams defense where they were used to taking the ball away and they had some great scheme philosophies there. I think Ronald Darby will be in line for his best season yet as a pro. And like you said, I think him mat- matching up against these sizable guys or maybe number two options potentially. Heck, there might even be a possibility he still follows up against a number one wide receiver, depending on if the Broncos like a matchup a certain way, right? Dependent upon, hey, against the Chargers. Do they like him on Keenan Allen or do they like him on Mike Williams a lot more? We saw him a lot against Mike Williams in that first matchup this past season. And then like when he played the Raiders, who are you going to match him up on? Are you going to match him up on Devontae Adams, veteran versus veteran? Or are you going to match him up against a Darren Waller on the outside there? Or are you going to try to match him up on the inside there against Hunter Renfro? I think that Ronald Darby has the ability here, sir, to play on the outside. I think that is his primary role. But do not be surprised if he plays a little bit inside the, the slot or the nickel this upcoming season as well in certain packages. Probably dime in a situation. Let's say they want to get Michael Ojemudia onto the field. Let's say they have Michael Ojemudia 
and they have Patrick Sertan on the outside. You can move Ronald Darby and Kwan Williams inside the slot there because he can play inside the slot as well. He's done that before. He did that in Washington. He did that in Philadelphia. So it just gives the Broncos more, I'd say, personnel versatility here, which is a great thing. It's a great problem to have here if you are the Denver Broncos. But Broncos country, coming up here in a moment, we need to get into a conversation, Broncos country, because we saw some things here this offseason on the internet that caught our attention. Why are Broncos fans underrating Ronald Darby as he enters his second year in the NFL? We talk about that and much more coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market today. And all week long, we've been telling you, you need to try the brand new birthday cake puffs, one of the limited time flavors over there at Built.com. Make every day your birthday with Built Bar's birthday cake puffs. And Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed in it with 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. And each Built Bar contains 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. You can check out the nine amazing original flavors of Built Bar, or you can check out the limited time flavors like this week. The birthday cake puffs, the brownie batter puffs are also back, and the new built granola bars exclusively at built.com. And you can get 15% off today when you use promo code LOCK15. Once again, promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off at built.com. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, Broncos country, thank you so much once again for tuning in here to the Lockdown Broncos podcast, free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or here on YouTube. Thank you for so much for tuning in every single day. Sarah Bettinger and myself, we appreciate it. We appreciate the interaction we get in the YouTube comment section, and we also love interacting with you on Twitter as well. Make sure you follow us at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. Sarah, I wanted to talk about something with you, but also with Broncos country here, because we saw in this offseason buildup, building up the NFL draft and free agency, we saw a lot of Broncos fans. We saw a lot of members of Broncos country saying the Broncos need a cornerback opposite of Patrick's 10th second. And in my head, I was thinking, I was like, wait, did something happen to Ronald Darby that I'm not aware of? Like, did he just disappear off the face of the earth? And I think that often at times we get into certain discussions where, and this is where I always encourage fans, go back and watch a game. And if you can find a way to get your hands on the on the all 22, I highly encourage you because a lot of people just look at box scores. They look at stats and they say, oh, this guy had zero interceptions. Oh, he must have been terrible this season. I feel like that's been applied here to Ronald Darby, I think, for Broncos country, because there were some legitimate comments on this channel that I remember saying the Broncos need a cornerback opposite of PS2 because they don't have anybody. And I was like, okay, what about Ronald Darby? And they're like, oh, yeah, Ronald Darby didn't do anything last season. I was like, what were you watching? I definitely don't believe Ronald Darby didn't add any value to the Broncos. I think that he added extreme value to him, a veteran presence. And I think he's also a great opposite of PS2. We saw those two guys when healthy. Hey, that's a good lineup. And I would take those two guys as cover corners against any wide receiving duo in the NFL with confidence. I think they have the potential to shut down not necessarily shut down, but limit a lot of opportunities some of these explosive offenses will have. They do, and I think I'm absolutely with you on that, Cody. I would definitely take this duo of cornerbacks in any situation, right? You 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 look at what the Broncos did in the offseason. Obviously, they didn't go out and immediately try to upgrade over Ronald Darby. They didn't try to get out of the contract, even though I don't think that would have been a wise decision anyway. They didn't try to put him up you know, and trade him or anything like that to see if they could get a, another rookie in there. I think they have good depth at the position, like you mentioned, Michael 
Will Jamudio. They'll try to get find ways to get him on the field. But Ronald Darby, it's like you look back at last season. Was he anything that you're going to throw into the Pro Bowl after 11 games? I don't think. No, I don't think he necessarily was a Pro Bowl player. But man, he's a good starting corner in the NFL. And like Vic Fangio said, if there's one thing that Vic Fangio definitely knew to be true about today's NFL, there's 96 starting cornerback spots in the league, basically, <laughs> with every team going to a nickel primarily. There's not 96 guys to fill them. So the Broncos have a really good one in Ronald Darby, especially when you talk about him in tandem with PS2, Cody. And I got to note this because Ronald Darby has one of the quotes of the offseason as well. You know, he talked about uh, Russell Wilson. He said he's here every day to work. He even wears his football pants all the time because he's ready to work all the time. I love that. And, the, and that perception rubs off on everybody, right? Hey, I don't know if Ronald Darby's going to be wearing his football pants everywhere at the Broncos facility, but we know that this is a guy that's always ready to work. He, he, he brings that mentality. Every time we hear him speak to the media, he's all business all the time. And I think that there's definitely a lot of you know similarities between him and Tim Patrick. Obviously, the body of work with the Denver Broncos is bigger for Tim Patrick, but we talked about in our episode on expectations for, for TP, we talked about how he's underrated, even among Broncos country, and you mentioned it. Even in the comments section, sometimes we got people talking about, hey, the Broncos need a corner, but I think there's definitely it's, it's definitely not a bad thing that we don't hear Darby's name called very often. A lot of times no news is good news at the quarterback position. Oh, that's one thing I've learned. Like when you cover a team or just like even coaching, that's one thing I even learned as well, just with this game with the position of corner as is. If you're having your name called a lot, it's either because you're getting burnt or you're getting takeaways and you're very good. Like there's a spectrum. You're really good or you're struggling. But like when you're not having your name called at all, I think that's also the ultimate sign of respect too because he's also not seeing a lot of targets in terms of other people there. You know, like we talk about PS2 and just the amount of targets he had last season and as a rookie in coverage and how fishy he was in terms of completion percentage allowed with targeting. Same thing with Darby. Like, not a lot of teams had success throwing against Darby either. A lot of it was, hey, they're attacking the middle of the field, or we saw a lot of short passes that they were attacking. It wasn't that often that we saw, maybe outside of one or two games, and it was really Kyle Fuller who was on the receiving end of a big play that resulted in a long game or a touchdown. That's where we saw the Broncos attack the most, and it really wasn't Ronald Darby or PS2. It was really some other guys there in the Broncos secondary that were targeting targeted in some of those instances. So I think that he is going to find a way to amplify his game even more. And like I said, hey, if he can play a full-on 17 games, which ideally you want him to play 17 games. If you have to play 18 games, it maybe means that, okay, you don't have a playoff spot locked up. But if the Broncos can get him to play 15 or more games this season, sir, I think it's a huge success. And I think that when he gets those opportunities to get the ball in his hands, I think he's going to make something out of it. Tell you what, don't sleep on Ronald Darby, Broncos country. He's very underrated for a reason. And I think that he's going to remind a lot of people here in 22 just why George Payton and the Denver Broncos signed him in NFL free agency just two seasons ago. But with that said, Broncos country, that will wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. If you missed any episodes throughout this week, we have them available on demand on your favorite audio podcasting platform. And we also have them available here on YouTube. Make you like this video on YouTube. If you can't comment for the algorithm, make sure that you give us a thumbs up or write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to both Sarah Benninger and myself as well. You can now leave reviews on Spotify as well for podcasts. But with us at Broncos Country, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Sarah Benninger and myself will be back on Monday for a brand new episode of the show. The Broncos will be back on the practice field here this upcoming week, and we are here for it. Broncos Country, let's ride.